pre-COVID mix. I need to be a jingle maker. I made all these beats to these little jingles, and I sit here sounding like uh, Tim's. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, need to do your own version of the Jamie Foxx show, where you're the jingle maker, and then you just get in the hijinks on the side. Yeah. <laughs> We're on a hotel. It's not. We're in a hotel. <laughs> uh, Air, uh, Airbnb owner slash jingle maker gubs up with hijinks week to week. I can see with uh, the success of Bel Air. I'm trying to do like a Martin dramatic series about Martin. Coming up in the radio industry? I don't want to see it. I'll pass. Uh, anyways, Whoa. no GPS app. Well, uh, welcome to Heavy Eyes where we used to fall asleep. Yeah, used to fall asleep on movies. So now we can give you actual in-depth reviews without... Or without it coming from an angle where watch, we might have missed a scene Watch or two. my streak return. I have a feeling, because I plan on this year seeing a little more than the previous years. And with that higher clip of movie scene, it's going to be a higher yeah. chance of me. Here we getting cocky. Yeah, yeah I'm getting arrogant. Because after uh, Ant-Man, I said I was unstoppable. <laughs> and I quote. <laughs> Granted. I, when I was breaking down, I realized I fell asleep more than once at home in, in the yeah, last few though. years. But I'm not quite counting them. I fell asleep on Fast 9 and the Batman. And I, I fell count. asleep on a scene in Batman that I wanted to see, <laughs> that little chase scene. That don't count because when you're at the movies or when but you're at home. other than that, I haven't. I laid in bed and watched Barbarian and stayed awake. Yeah, that's tough. I laid in bed and watched Terrifier 1 and that's didn't fall asleep. That's tough. Was I, was I starting to get the <laughs> heavy eyes? Absolutely. <laughs> Did I fall asleep? Nope. Yeah, see, I yeah. powered through. I'm like... Only 15 minutes lacking. <laughs> Heavy eyes still come, but they ain't, yeah, they but ain't been able to win the battle yet. But the especially sleep, in the movies, I can't believe it. Yeah, because when you at home, you already naturally comfortable. Like if you ain't already looking at your phone, then you already about to fall asleep. <laughs> so then in the movies, you're supposed to be more focused. So it's supposed to be harder to fall asleep. But somehow he was still managing to do it because those sleep gods was menacing. But now they're like, yo, let us let we'll let you get back comfortable being in the movie theater atmosphere. We don't want to throw. A bunch of things at you at once, but they had a new little flavor at the movie theaters with the ices, and I cannot remember what it was. With the sour watermelon, was it that? Because if it was sour, I probably wouldn't have got it. Well, they don't promote it as sour; it's just watermelon. But you sip that bad. Uh, okay, boy, I think sour. I, I think I did put a little drip drop in mine, but it wasn't noticeable. Yeah, that one. Well, if it's that one, because I know it they had maybe that one. That one. God, I remember it was something different. Well, that one's good. It's just now it's very, getting very hard. To, for one, the icy uh, content is just getting worse. <laughs> yeah. It's the texture. Well, I don't know who, I don't know what they made or what, how they're making their stuff anymore, but it ain't the same. So now you got to really be careful which one you blend it in with. Because you know what their focus is now? Them cookies. They're making them disgusting, icy cookies. And the, the whole ones you showed me. Oh, yeah. I'll never get over that. When I saw that, I was astonished. I had to do research to ensure that that was real and got yeah. confirmation. Now I want to try it. Even though that, if I see it, <laughs> probably get it. Pack those them cookies. Them was something else. <laughs> Would you have to try it? You can't just not try it. Yeah, like any energy drink that I see that looks appealing, got an appealing flavor, got the can calling to me. I try it. I just did one the other day. I sipped it immediately, threw it down the drain because it was disgusting. <laughs> I, I just listened to someone that was reviewing energy drinks. I forget which one they said was absolutely disgusting. I think it might have been that Skittles one. Or yeah, something that they said was real nasty. Yeah, them ain't it. Them, them, them ain't it. Them ain't it. I ain't too uh, 
too keen on the Starburst ones. See, that's what we got to add to our uh, page with the fresh fit. What was oh, the yeah. fresh fit? Fresh, uh, f- <laughs> fresh, fresh floor fit, fits? Fe- fresh fashion fits or something. Fashion floor fits. <laughs> <laughs> when we do fashion floor fits, we also got to do icy cookie reviews, yeah. uh, snacks reviews, uh, I'm uh, ver- drinks. Could have cornered these markets. Man, if we. I'm so mad at myself. I The Zeus. The Zeus rumor page should have been me. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me very upset because yeah. it's a dude running it. Yeah, so if it can be a dude, it ain't going to be a dude. A sassy dude, so I think that's where they lost me. But <laughs> it should have been me, and I should be doing reviews of energy drinks on Instagram. But I'm too lazy. I don't come up with ideas in time, or I don't. I don't, I don't jump on the moment soon enough. I was about to say, I'd be having all kinds of ideas. I just don't be you know, <laughs> feeling like much like doing them. <laughs> but then when somebody does, I get mad. Like, yeah, like that was me. I came up with that idea about <laughs> three, four years ago. <laughs> I just like, had the wherewithal to do it. Sitting in uh, Fast and the Furious. I'm like, we just talked about going to space so... Yeah. It was on Fast Five probably when we was talking about them they, going to space. They casted Jason Momoa after they heard me say it. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, in mine, Jason Momoa is Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> listen, Same thing. I almost said, listen, uh, it was this podcast. <laughs> but this is like an upgraded new version, as in, like, we're doing it at this moment. <laughs> yeah. And we're also for this one, we're supposed to be reviewing Ant Man. Oh, yeah. But we are now. And we are six minutes in talking about, I don't even know how we got to what we're talking about. And that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a feat because we've been recording for a few hours now and we're still. Getting off, finding stuff to get off subject about because we started talking about snacks. Yeah. How do we get on snacks? I can't tell you. I truly don't know. All right, it was from Icy's, I believe. And Icy's at the movies. The cookies. And but while we were talking about the Icy's, just it just popped to mind. I'm assuming we were talking about the movies. I think we we're talking about oh, yeah, okay, seeing movies. Started seeing movies more because we don't fall asleep. Yeah. So basically, from <laughs> doing the intro, six minutes later, we need uh uh. We need like the Molly Karam uh, for first take. Like we don't really want your opinions, but we want you to guide the show. Because <laughs> you can tell when they start giving their opinions, Stephen Avery. Yeah, like hold on, uh, let me let me finish. <laughs> Maybe rolling the eye. <laughs> That's messed up. Yeah, when these women get to talking about sports, oh my gosh! And when she wear a crazy outfit, he can't wait to make <laughs> fun of her, killing her. That'd be cracking me up. Yeah, That's funny. All right, well, before this becomes a sports show, oh, yeah. Ant-Man. Back, back to Ant-Man and the Wasp mm-hmm. and Quantumania. So for these, uh, for, uh, you know, heavy eyes, we're going to be doing the doing our reviews mm-hmm. with our eyes wide open yep. this time. We'll see if that carries on for the next just time. fall asleep, get it over with. Like, Jake Paul losing his boxing match. Just go and get that over yeah. with. Because we surely didn't talk about that. Like, he talks about his all his other, winning his other fights. Yeah. And I watched that fight, too, which he actually, I mean... I didn't even see. I forgot it happened and didn't see the results until well later in the d- the next day. It was, just, it was a close match. It was just, and he handled it maturely after he lost. I was expecting him to say something like, "I so I don't even really box all like that." Uh, he's probably on steroids. <laughs> yeah, I make a bunch of money, so I'm the real winner. I know they both handled it very classy, and it was a close fight. So I was like, it was boring. Yeah, it's, <laughs> put, chaos. Put that Natalie and Tommy back on. <laughs> 
Uh, rest in peace, Aaron Carter. He had that classic fight with Lamar Odom. Dang, I forgot he died. All them people be dying. Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, we need. To, we might have to do that on the uh, thirty-year-old kids. People from our childhood passed on. A quick R.I.P. All of mine are gone. Yeah. That's for sure. I'm a quick R.I.P. to start that Dang. out. But uh, anyways, we're talking about Ant Man. Yeah, back Man, there, man. All of a sudden, I've gotten very hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness I ate, but it's definitely a snack time. <laughs> midnight snack time, which midnight snacks are not good for you. I don't know why mm-hmm. people say, no. get you a midnight snack. No, that's good. <laughs> eating late ain't even good. Right. Ain't good. Eating, eating a big meal and then going to bed. Ain't nothing like letting that food sit and, and build with you throughout the night. Oh, so you can wake up like, why am I still full? It means you wait way too much too late. I hate when I have, sometimes when I've had Wendy's for dinner, I wake up starving. <laughs> like I haven't ever eaten. That thing starts burp, trying to burn a hole through your stomach, trying to get out. <laughs> All right, but for the 15th time, Ant-Man. <laughs> so just, uh, you know, we kind of briefly talked, uh, touched on this on the 30-year-old kids, but for those people, for all those people who didn't listen to that episode, who are shockingly listening to this one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you think about Ant Man, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania? I thought it was a real good movie, better than what everyone or some of the reviews were saying. Um, it's not my favorite, of course, but it's still a good movie. Um, uh, what's his name? Paul Rudd, it was good as usual. I thought Michael Douglas was good. Uh, of course, definitely. Jonathan Majors. Michael Douglas definitely had lines in the movie as mm-hmm. opposed to how the trailer made it seem. Yeah. <laughs> but he was just standing there the whole time. Jonathan Majors was great. He was like the highlight. I thought Modoc was good and people were overreacting about some things with Modoc. Um, I would still like to see Modoc again at some point. Um, yeah, I thought it was uh, overall good. No, you have to, I was definitely liked it more than how the reviews were trying to portray it, but definitely probably uh, just off the first watch. I would, will have to say that it's probably one of my lower tier Marvel movies, which is kind of not disappointing, but you just say you, they put all this big hubbub about, uh, you know, phase, what were we in phase five? Mm-hmm, phase a Avengers level movie. Yeah, just start kicking off Phase Five, kicking off the Kang Kang Dynasty, really hyping that up. So I just expected a stronger movie, but I think what might be the disconnect for me at this point, as well as a lot of the audience, I could be wrong, but this movie just feels more geared towards embracing the fact that it's a comic book movie. Yeah. And they're embracing the fact that it's a comic book movie. Not only is it a comic book movie, it's a comic book movie that's taking place in this made up quantum realm. And you're now you're just playing with a whole bunch of things. So there's only so much like groundedness you can do with storylines like this. So much realism, so much like believability. Like, cause you got to let some of that, a lot of that go. And so when you let a lot of that go, some things are going to slip in where, okay, I, I might add this joke here, but that joke should be acceptable because I, I got you embracing this world that's just, I, we can basically do what we want and it just be okay. And it was a change from the previous two being heist movies. Yeah. Um, no, I just I thought it was a, you know I thought it was, a, it was a good movie again. Not didn't live up to certain expectations, but uh, as we were talking about in um, you know in the thirty year old kids, 
this might be something, you know, once we get farther down the, the MCU storyline that we might look back on this movie and enjoy it more, mm-hmm. which is also annoying me with people like I keep seeing. It's like you can never be happy because I've been seeing people complaining like uh, phase four. Uh, it, we didn't like those movies. And one of those reasons be they didn't feel connected as much as, you know, the the Infinity Saga was or, you know, especially coming off Endgame, we get these solo stories meeting these new characters and not really leading to anything but then okay this movie kind of feels like an episode in a longer story and now i've been seeing a bunch of people complaining like "Uh, it's not a like the solo story ain't good enough it feels like it's just a piece and a bigger puzzle and this is not even like a main piece like can y'all be happy about anything like jesus you just want to complain Gosh, well, okay, like com- complain then, but also keep them complaints to uh, you know a minimal. Yeah, this this one now, the more I'm thinking about it, does like set some things up. It's just if it's got to see if like Guardians of the Galaxy at some point adds to it to keep building. Yeah, like, uh, well, it just needs little pieces here and there. Yeah, when we do when we all do our you know marathon and going through the MCU, when we hit this one. And you know, leaves still a bad taste in your mouth. Okay, that's fine. You know, we can all have all have a home runs or knocking them out the park. Because I was looking at like the 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 Rotten Tomato scores in order from like the beginning of the MCU until now, and I forget where it was, but it was like a seven year stretch where they didn't put out a bad movie or show that yeah. people just that the masses didn't agree that was good. Because now I'm starting to get confused with the masses, like because. I've been hearing people say there ain't been nothing good in the MCU for a while, TV shows, movies. Yeah. But then I'm like, well, Miss Marvel is one of the highest rated ones, and that's the one mm-hmm. people really don't like, apparently. She-Hulk has great reviews, but yeah. that's one people hate. Uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, I almost said Echo. That ain't out yet. But uh, <laughs> Hawkeye. <laughs> almost said Hawkman. <laughs> Hawkeye, that one got good reviews, but people were like a little iffy about that one. I mean, the movies, Shang-Chi, people weren't high on, but that's got super high reviews. Same with Black Widow. I think the, really the only one people just be rolling their eyes at is Eternals. But I like Eternals. It <laughs> yeah, just, so do I. It just got some slow moments. It was just something different. Mm-hmm. So if you had to say, what's your favorite like part, scene, or just element of the movie, what would you say was your favorite part about Ant-Man and the Wasp? Quantumania. They, it would have been okay if they didn't say the Wasp. Because Ant Man and Wasp is the second movie. It's just, that's just that what it was called. The Wasp is still in it and stuff. Just, this Ant Man. Nah, they, want, they really want, uh, it must be in Evangeline Lilly's contract. Like, I. I'm a title person now. Yeah, Once I, you put me in, I'm, I'm a title in. character. Like, y'all better respect me as such. Uh, let's see. I like that part when, the, whatever, the probability, whatever, uh, oh, all them Ant Mans. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert, obviously. Oh, yeah. But uh, the millions of Ant Man and they was climbing to do whatever. <laughs> I can't even remember what they was doing. Yeah, see, it's hard to see when you're watching the movies. Like, yeah, you can follow the plot, but then yeah. we like regurgitate it back. I can't me. Re- uh, re-say it. Yeah, because y'all got so many big it words ain't like, it ain't and like terms. A James Cameron movie where he just the name of the thing is a thing, unobtainium and uh, all his stupid little names for his stuff. <laughs> yeah, these they got such and such engines yeah. to. Gal- the power up the such and such battery yeah. um, that should get us to the such and such universe or potentially get us to do the such and such universe. Like, yeah, I get it. It's, it's, it's little, cool. It's a little deeper, but yeah, I like that scene with uh, all the different Scott Langs appearing and uh, 
He appeared in even the Baskin Robbins one. Uh, yeah. That was funny. <laughs> that one, uh, I believe, Paul Rudd said that was probably the hardest scene that he's had to shoot in all these movies. Said it took about a couple weeks long just to get the technological stuff down pat. And I'm, I can definitely see that happening, especially with uh, constant stories coming out that the FX artists that are working with Marvel keep <laughs> hating their lives and hating working for them. So I can imagine a scene like that probably would be a nightmare for them. So maybe... The film, uh, you know, people working on the movie were trying to help them out as much as possible. So I can imagine that being a tough scene to film, or they might have just not cared, and it still was very hard uh, to shoot. So uh, I understand their complaints, and they should be able to have time to uh, work on their stuff. But they also could not have that opportunity if they, <laughs> if y'all want. Uh, yeah, we can. Yeah, y'all can not work on this. Yeah, we can give this to somebody else if you would like. <laughs> like, just let me know. <laughs> Which, I think is, I, I don't know why I was so shocked, but I was very shocked when I found out that they contract all of these uh, FX artists and they don't just, like, have an in-house uh-huh. type of thing, which I thought was very shocking, but I guess it might just be normal, but I was, you know, I was... I didn't know they had to like go through the yellow pages and be like, all right, who can, who's available <laughs> yeah. to do our v, our FX for this next movie we got going on? Yeah, it'd be a little. I can see the complaints if they were in house, like that's their job, like they work there. Hiring yeah, y'all, yeah, do yeah. it how I'm hiring y'all to do it. Or uh, we can go find somebody else who's gonna take this penny on the dollar. <laughs> Doing some. Uh, <laughs> that's all I love, though. <laughs> <laughs> These FX uh, sweatshops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. If I had to pick a favorite part of the movie, I would probably say Jonathan Isaac. Who? Uh, Jonathan Isaac from the Orlando Magic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I didn't know he had an opinion. He's got basketball on his movie. mind. <laughs> that man doesn't even appear in the thing he's supposed to do. <laughs> he finally returned after what two year hiatus. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> it must. I mean. I don't know. Would I rather get paid millions and millions of dollars to rehab, or would I rather get it depends paid? on how painful the rehab yeah. is. If it ain't, if it's like I'm working out every day, yeah. I may do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even feel like playing basketball. <laughs> it do be hassle to get up to play basketball sometimes. <laughs> like, why am I about to go run full court at night? I was shooting basketball recently, and when I first went out there, I'm like. It ain't never left me. It's like riding a bike. I hit two half courts straight, like old Steph Curry. You must say you look at your wrist. And that fatigue set in. (laughs) Air ball over the bow. I was shooting outside too, and the wind started blowing. I watched the ball ball. blow in the air when I shot. (laughs) And doing all this running around at my heavyweights. That can't be my jumper. (laughs) (laughs) Like that was all wind. Your jumper bad if you shoot at the rim and it just starts doing what bowling balls do when they go down the lane and start miraculously turning a certain direction. Olin is something I ain't did in a while, and I used to be kingpin. I actually just bowled this past weekend. It was that talk about something that never left. I was predicting the gutters. I don't think I guttered not one time. At one point, no, two separate times. I had two straight strikes. And a spare, they almost carried me out on they uh, on they hands and whatever out that place because I was balling so hard, ball so yeah. hard. Man, what was you talking about? Mm-hmm. Bowling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, I messed up. Jonathan Majors' name. Oh, yeah, you said Jonathan Isaac, <laughs> like you was playing two K. Trying to build a team. And I was about to get off subject again and talk about the team I just built on two K, but I'm not. I'm gonna stay on Jonathan Majors. <laughs> Who was my, uh, we'll say my favorite part of this movie because I feel like 
you know, I was discussing the buildup and they were hyping Kang. He's supposed to be this new big baddie. No relation to Baddie's World that we're building oh, on the side. Baddie, baddie's World. Camp <laughs> oh, yeah, Baddie. Baddie uh, Camp Baddie that we're building on the side. <laughs> uh, Camp Baddie TM again. Because yeah. it is trademarked. We make camp. I can't wait. Nobody talk to me when we make camp yeah. back. It's going to be chaos. I thought you know, Lumiel or whatever name from Zeus couldn't talk to him. <laughs> I really want to make this show. As the girls say, period. We just got to be confident and pick the date to start. And it's starting. All we got to do is go outside and get to filming <laughs> camp baddies. I'll just walk up to people with a camera and then put a ba- uh, put a green screen or whatever, edit them in a campsite, <laughs> and just, <laughs> I'll, I'll get it somehow. Camp baddies. But no, nah, I think I uh, just would, uh, <laughs> the build up and everything that led into this character, I thought like just acting wise and, you know, setting that standard of like being a menace and somebody who does have that, that aura of, yeah, I should be feared by not just these heroes in these movies, but the other heroes. Now, from a, like a strength standpoint, once he gets that suit off, as we saw, yeah. he's normal, <laughs> which is a little worrisome. Because if if uh, you're, that little explosion can destroy your suit, then I'm sure some of these strong Marvel characters, don't let them get their hands on you. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to destroy that suit, and you're going to be in for a long run. But uh, just, again, as an actor who's going to be able to try to balance all these different variants, as we saw, it was one of the post-credit scenes. I think he's a great choice, and I think they caught him at the right time because he's young in the acting world, up and coming, and now they can make sure they pencil him in automatically for a thousand films before he gets too big and starts <laughs> asking for more money or less uh, less films that he's obligated to do. So I'd probably say that was probably my favorite part, but uh, would you say you have like a favorite uh, not scene, sorry, but favorite just moment. I know you mentioned that moment with uh, him, all the the different Ant Mans, but like, is there another moment in the film that really stuck out to you? Maybe as a favorite or something that might go down as just most memorable, but for whatever reason, or maybe even just from a negative perspective, something I, that I was thought. Like, eh. I will say at the end, I thought it was looking like Ant Man was gonna die because I thought the movie was over. They Saved the day, and then just all of a sudden, he got Kang beating the mess out of yeah. Scott Lang, and I thought that was leading towards his death. And at that point, I was like, "This could that could be okay with." Well, I didn't want him to die, but I could be okay with it just for how the story was. Or Wasp, more specifically, because I mean, she wasn't like she was the Wasp in the comic books. <laughs> <laughs> so, so y'all can get rid of her. I either wanted that or from I had read what I thought was a leak and they said they got trapped there and at the oh, end yeah. and that they didn't come out. So I was also thinking that was gonna happen. But um I did like that scene for the most part though. Yeah, I did uh well I was actually just reading something I think was today where the writer for the movie said that in one of the earlier drafts or one of the earlier ideas was to leave them trapped as it as I thought because I thought the same thing I thought they were going to leave at least Scott trapped in there um but he said they they felt that that would just be going down the same path as they went before especially after the last one with um Ant-Man and the Wasp Scott got trapped in there um and then oh, he yeah, came yeah, back yeah. in Endgame so they felt like okay if we trap these heroes in here again 
then the audience is probably just going to assume that they're going to come out in like Kang Dynasty or something. So just be kind of repeating the same territory. Yeah. So from a story perspective, I guess I probably would have preferred to see something darker on those lines. Like either one of them get trapped there, both of them get trapped there, or Scott dies because I think it would have led to more towards the um, like you know up in the stakes, like the seriousness. Like I, I'm I'm totally fine with the movie being you know having all the jokes and the humor. Because again, I think when you put yourself in like some like a place called Quantum Mania or Quantum, sorry, the Quantum Realm, and you have a character like Ant Man, and you're even introducing a character like Modok, who's in the comic books but like on the big screen, just looks funny in a way. So I'm fine with the humor being there, but I don't think it would have threw it off if they still would have kept some of the circumstances or some of the outcomes a little bit darker. That's why I really like the theory um, that we were talking about on the other show where. Uh, if you saw the movie, everything kind of ends on a good note. Like you said, they, the heroes make it back very easily to an opened quantum realm portal that Cassie creates. Which I do have my questions on how easily she was able to access and get that opened up very quickly yeah, to let them back in. Well, I was seeing that scene, or like even the scene at the beginning when she was uh, showing all that stuff in the lab built and stuff. I'm like, we can't have her smart. Oh yeah, this geniuses. William Smart. <laughs> there are some geniuses. All these kid geniuses. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna be unstoppable. And you know the Fantastic Four's kids are gonna be smart. And, <laughs> that's too much. Yeah, they uh, they gonna. The what, only ones that was like kids is Wanda's kids singing yeah. about ice cream. And, yeah, but <laughs> one of them is supposed to be. They might build up. Well, wait, yeah, one of them like Wiccan and yeah, the other one. Wiccan and other Speed. One? I think his name is Speed. Well, one of them, the Wiccan, I know he's supposed to be super strong. So yeah. that's basically like being super smart. So yeah, they're having some. But I, they, she, <laughs> shouldn't, she shouldn't have like the same thing. Like we just saw Riri Williams do that. <laughs> and <laughs> I didn't want to see her. And I mean, we already had Shuri who already can do anything. Yeah, so. she was a kid. They'd be still. Do- the only reason they didn't call her a kid as much is because Riri Williams is now supposed yeah. to be a kid. Now she's like, she the leader of the country and whatnot. Like, all right, you're now a de facto adult. Uh, but yeah, so I feel like I hope they uh, Fantastic Four read make something and makes a T'Challa get older, <laughs> so then they can just have him. Copy so I'm like, all right, now this uh, what's his name is T'Challa. You yeah, throw, throw that little baby in the little time thing like they did uh, Ant Man and Endgame where he kept coming out all them different ages. Oh, yeah, because they need a new hope or they need a new leader or something because Doctor Doom or something is. <laughs> another rumor i was listening to today is um so they marvel wants ryan gosling of course in the mcu now there's rumors saying that he could be black panther <laughs> i mean i wouldn't be mad <laughs> but there's rumors that he could enter in the fantastic four and be uh, of course mr fantastic which i I can't see it, but I take it. <laughs> that would be very weird. But they were also saying that they don't want to go that direction, actually. They want to bring him in potentially as Dr. Doom. Now, you said yeah. don't cover that face up. I have <laughs> never said that. I said I'd love to see it because I love to see Ryan Gosling play a villain. That would be very funny <laughs> to see that. And I would assume he would be for more than one movie. Oh, of course, yeah. You can't. Uh, this ain't Christian Bell where you just get him for the one off. <laughs> you sucker that man yeah. into doing a couple movies. See, he's about the same age as John Krasinski. Um, so, if you're going to... John Krasinski should just be Mr. Fantastic. Him as Dr. Doom. That'd be interesting. That'd be different. I think he would, could do it. And I know for sure they wouldn't cover his face. 
<laughs> he would just be massless doom. Well, part of me thinks that he would do it if they covered his face because that way it's less of a burden on you. The same way Robert Downey Jr., yeah, he did have to go shoot his in-person scenes. But yeah, most of the time he just put dots on his face yeah. and moved his head around. He basically, he basically was a voice actor that judges record his, his face <laughs> while he's doing the voice. So I could see, uh, what's it called, Ryan Gosling doing the same thing. Like, all right, I got a lot of obligations. So I'm going to do half my time in person, half my time. Did he also say he wanted to be ghostwriter? Yeah, but... Let's get Blade off the ground first before yeah. we start diving getting, into Ghost Rider. In the darkness. Yeah, we're ha- it seems like we're having um, a hard time getting people to wrap their head around all the sci-fi stuff. So now <laughs> you want them to bring in the sci-fi stuff with this more darker stuff? Like, you know, vampires and demons and all that. Yeah, let's just give it a second. Um, but yeah, just uh, with the, the ending with Ant-Man, I would have liked to see it just become be a little bit more darker. But again, with that theory that we were talking about. I think that would be uh, a great option, you know, second option if that's what we end up going with. Because I do like how they put it in there. Scott's just like walking, feeling like everything's good, but then also realizing like, wait a minute, uh, I'm looming. Yeah, he did tell me something that makes me very worried. And then they brought it up again when he was at the dinner. So it makes me think that we're going to revisit these this type of scene in this movie, and then if it happens in other movies, revisit it in these like kind of picking up where they left off, kind of being hesitant and follow them as they re- slowly realize like yeah everything isn't as i think it is or as it, as it could or as it seems because they're like, like i need to go back and rewatch it because some of the things that they're bringing up like when he was actually in the real world the, the different cane color schemes that were being all over the place and when people were wa- seeing him walk and they were giving him like the shocked look it doesn't kind of make sense it, uh in a way because if you remember when Scott came out of the quantum realm from all right, during Endgame. He thought he was only in there for a few hours, but he ended up being gone for some years. And they keep saying in the quantum realm, time just keeps working differently, so you can't really gauge how long you are in there once you come out. But I just don't believe that he was in the quantum realm all this time doing all this shenanigans, and then he comes right back out, and they're still either in the same world, barely moved ahead, or they're just... In a different world, in the like same, I don't know, just the time period. Just it just it seems like they wrapped it up too neatly in a bow for that to actually be the case going forward. It feels very like we want we want you to think it's this way purposely, but something else is going to happen. So hopefully that's the case. Then I'll feel stronger about the end. I hope that in Kang Dynasty or Secret Wars or something they like just do like a montage showing different little things he affected. In movies from the past that we've seen. Yeah, kind of how they did, Um, I, I think the way they handled it with in WandaVision with Agatha, how they went back and yeah. showed the how she played a part in all the stuff that was going on behind the scenes. If they do something like that with Kang, but have it be not just the, that show, it'd be scenes from multiple different movies, I think that would be a, a dope way to kind of tackle onto those. But all right, well, we can talk about Cassie Casey or whatever her name is, and she's basically a, a glorified Ant Man now. She was getting big like it was nothing. Stature. Um, yeah, with her character, I assume going forward, she's going to have a presence because I believe in a different or alternate post credit scene, they were highlighting her kind of starting the Young Avengers. Like there was going to be something on her computer that basically teased to the audience that the Young Avengers are in the process of, you know, now being thought of to develop into a team going forward. So clearly 
her, you know, her being recast, all this other stuff, she is going to be some sort of a focal point going forward. So are you excited about seeing her character develop or would you be cool if this was just a one-off of, yeah, you did your thing in this movie, but I probably won't ever see you again? I would hope they, uh, we would see her going forward in that Young Avengers thing because... Uh, and that's just weird to just see her <laughs> once she got the ability to use the suit and stuff. So uh, I think that will be uh, kind of weird if they don't do that. But and they ain't cast her for nothing. They could just if, if that if that was the case, and they could have just used the old girl because I surely can't think of what her name is. You think the this box office, if it continues to trend in the direction that it's going, that they might start to tweak? or alter some plans that they might have for some of these characters in this movie that might not be more main characters going I mean, she, forward? She wouldn't be the lead of the team. <laughs> if things go bad, it's going to be Tom Holland as <laughs> Spider-Man as the lead of the Young Avengers with, then you got, what he, what's her name, and what's her name, and, and his, what's her name. You must say all, all of them are what's her name. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that's going to mind is Kate Bishop. You get Kate Bishop, Miss Marvel. Miss Iron Man. If way up Wiccan and Speed's age or whatever. And then you got the Fantastic Williams, Four kids. And if and I don't even know if they're gonna be part of that or not. And then yeah, that's the team. I was And then Hawk Hawk's son. Oh yeah, yeah, they they really are trying to quietly set this up. And they keep saying they're not. Yes, y'all are. But we're seeing the people. Yeah, y'all are. Stop lying. <laughs> but I was reading um crap. Oh yeah, I was reading that um. Uh, that one of the young Avengers that are kind of like going to get the team together is going to be Iron Lad, who is a variant of Kang, and that that's sort of going to bring this team into the Kang storyline for him, like being able to help them defeat. Again, who knows if this will actually got turn me, out? That got me really thinking. I'm saying Spider-Man could be the lead in Kang Dynasty. Spider-Man's team may be these little young kids. Would he be the leader of the young kids, though, and not the Avengers? It's just, he's kind of young. He's like the same age as Kate Bishop and them. Mm -hmm. And the, and the Avengers don't remember him anymore. He might as well just go lead these new kids who might don't know well. him either. Like, let me get a new team together, because he don't want to convince them old heads. Yeah. I think that would be a good way to uh, make us care and, about and them. Especially because we know another movie's coming. That It would be reasonable for them to lose yeah. to Kang, and then that's when. Give that effort, bring. though. <laughs> Yeah, you got to bring the other guys. Like, y'all ain't working. I need some people from the multiverse. I know it. Let me find Doctor Strange, get him, and so on and so forth. And it keeps going and going. Would you kill off some of them kids? Let's see. And if you would kill if you would kill them off, who is two kid characters that we have gotten so far that you wouldn't mind seeing get off? It would have to, I mean, they're too, no, Wiccan's too strong, though. But I would say it would have to be, if we're going on fame level, and we know Miss Marvel's not getting killed. Wait, nah, they don't got to be fan. It could just be off sheer of what you know about these characters so far in this universe. Who are you perfectly fine with saying? But, uh, All right, so Stature's out of here. Cassie <laughs> Lang. And, okay. Let's see. I want to keep Riri Williams. I want to keep Kate Bishop. I would like to keep Miss Marvel. Get rid of the, the other boy, the other Wanda kid. Just be, uh, yeah, just, like, be just like your uncle. Quick story <laughs> and get killed in an Avengers movie. All right, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, get those two losers out of here. That gives us his brother. He'll probably come into full form seeing his yeah, uh, brother uh, die. Um, yep. Okay, so, um, and the actress' name is Emma Furman, and she was in Blended. 
uh, the one that played Old Kate Cassie. Yeah. And Catherine from uh, yeah. 13 Reasons Why was going to play Iron Man's daughter. Yeah, just not even like a character or nothing. <laughs> In the whatever world. And Catherine Newton, who is, he's 26. Ain't that young. That's the only that's young, but think of how old Chris Evans was when he started as Captain America. Yeah, you, uh, he wasn't a young Avengers member playing like a kid. There's only so many variations of the ponytail you can throw in and make yourself look like a child. Now, she looks very different uh, with the blonde hair than <laughs> with the black hair or whatever. That would probably freak me out if I go into a movie and I'm like, I'm like 26 or something, but I'm playing like a 17, 18-year-old. I look at myself after putting the character clothes on and the makeup. I'm like... Yo, I look this young. <laughs> I don't know. Something about that would throw me off. I don't, I've seen a, a good handful of the movies she's been in. I don't remember her from about any of these. Yeah, she didn't stand out. Bad Teacher? Nope. Uh, Can barely remember that movie, though. Paranormal Activity 4? I do remember. that. She is that girl. <laughs> That's, I can't even. I still. I've seen that movie. I just still don't even put that to put that to her. Cause that, uh, that was the one. Remember uh, the Xbox had the uh, that <laughs> stupid camera that we end up having to unplug because every time you're yelling at the game, it thinks you're doing something or thinks you're saying something. It will give you technical oh, yeah, fouls. She is on the poster and everything. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. I guess I didn't put two and two together. That was her. All right. She was in Lady Bird. Only people I remember from Lady Bird is and your I liked, boy. And I like that movie. And I just simply don't remember her. I remember two two of the actresses, and I remember your boy Timmy. Timothy Chalamet. Uh, she was in. <laughs> you are going to lose your mind when Dune Part 2 comes out. I didn't watch Dune 1. Yeah, but you're for sure going to go see Dune Part 2 because <laughs> you're going to be like, Timothy Chalamet and Austin Butler on the screen at the same time? Yuck. She was in three <laughs> billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. She was in Blockers. She was in. Oh, yeah, she was that. She wasn't a lot of movies because she, she was, was the in... bad kid in uh, three billboards and she was the main one of the main girls in Blockers. She was in Pokemon Detective Pikachu. I don't, love interest? I do not remember her in that movie. I guess I'm a big Grant, that fan. that was in my falling asleep days. <laughs> but I do not. She, was, she really was. But she just blends in with these movies. Like Now that you point them out, I remember her. She don't stand out. Yeah, she don't stand out. She's <laughs> going to blend right in with these young Avengers, too. <laughs> and then she got. Uh, she's playing Lisa Frankenstein. I don't care. This. <laughs> This uh, movie was written by one Juno Diablo Cody, who also wrote Jennifer's Body, who I guess she's making a return. Fell off the face of the earth after That's messed up. And directed by uh, Zelda Williams, who is Robin Williams' daughter. R.I.P. Robin Williams. And and best believe, he did name her after the video game. Of course. (laughs) This is a celebrity name. We know they just, they are true to form. We we are very inspired by stuff when we name our kids. Now, let me take a look at uh, Diablo Cody's uh, writing credits. Juno. Okay. Jennifer Body. And then that's where things halted for her. Young Adult. That was a good movie. That was indie. She was was done in the main circles. Ricky and the Flash. I forgot she wrote that. She wrote that garbage movie? Oh, yeah, she did write Tully. I like Tully. That was 2018. I'm, I was confusing Young Adult and Tully, but Tully right. was really good. All right, so she did Young Adult, Tully, and she got uncredited script revisions for Burlesque, Evil Dead. All right, so her terrible. Her and Josh Trank, I, I, they started out very high, 
And then it was like literally that second movie kind of just demolished their whole career, which is, makes no sense. Was, two years later, she had Jennifer's body. Two years after that, young adult. That's going backwards. Two years. Or, oh, and then after young adult, it was four years yeah. to Ricky and the Flash. Then it was three years to Tully. And those are each step downs because Young Adult was a good movie, but it wasn't no big movie. Yeah. And they don't even get me started on Ricky and Flash. Yeah, that ain't. That's nothing. Let's skip over that. Yeah. <laughs> Tully, I liked. Yeah, Tully was good. Though, but it was, was smashing. Then she didn't. And then her Madonna movie got scrapped. Her they was putting Powerpuff up. never yeah. came off the ground. She wasn't writing that. Though. She was just producing it. Eh. That Madonna movie is kind of messed up, though, because if they really were putting those actresses through that boot camp, and then picked one and then canceled the movie. That's crazy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's me. <laughs> Anyways, I don't know how we got here. Okay. Something about Mr. Frankenstein. Yeah, but say something about Cassie. Frankenstein, written by Diablo Cody, directed by Zelda Williams. Okay. All right. So was there like a, um, was there an actor or actress in this movie that maybe his performance wasn't up to par with the rest of the people or just was plain forgettable? I mean, whoever that one lady was that played the oh, rev- one of those lead, lead, you know. <laughs> lead of the yeah, we could have did without her. Uh, then they did bring back what's his name? That's also in the DCU and all over the place. Who was in the first two Ant Man's? Who's one of Scott's uh, crew members? Dang, what's his name? Oh, Mister Polka Dot. Yeah, yeah, but couldn't bring back a tipper. Michael Pena. We knew T.I. wasn't coming back. I forget what he did during that time when they were shooting this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did something that got himself canceled. Oh, uh, with the, the whole uh, the stuff they were doing with those girls yeah, and his, he and his wife. He said something. They probably would have let the coast clear on that. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you, yeah. you started going dreads. You're just yeah, not you even. Started, you started doing stand-up comedy. Yeah, it was like, we just can't, we just can't even find you. Just, just offer you the role. Yeah, all right, so. Yeah, I guess I'll just go with her. Yeah, I would, if I just gotta pick somebody, yeah, I would go with her as well. And I feel like I liked what's his name, and he just didn't have a big role. Yeah, they the way they handled Janet and Hank was better than the way they were um, promoting it, which was good. The Wasp, though, she had more time, but I would like to have seen her take the if screen her, time. If her name was gonna be in the thing, yeah, like that's why when when she came back and saved Scott at the end, I it was, felt weird. If if it just it didn't feel it didn't feel like it followed the the same trajectory of the, where the movie was going. Grant, wasn't she saying a lot of vaccine type of... Probably. Vaccine talk. <laughs> they should have took her name out of... Or took Wasp out of the title then. I mean, I wasn't... Miss Vaccine. I already didn't like the little haircut, but yeah. that's just me. But <laughs> yeah, I just felt like old girl who was like the leader of whatever that those people were. Take some... Take that... Eliminate that character. Give that screen time to uh, the Wasp so... We can start, to, I guess, to get to know that character more because I feel like outside of the Was or Ant Man of the Wasp, she'd just be a parent. So she appeared in Endgame, played a very big role in saving—not very big role, but played a big role in saving the world there. But Scott's over here going on world tours, talking about how he saved the day. But you don't never see Janet talk yeah. about not, what's her name, Janet Hope. Janet Hope. Yeah, don't see Hope talk about all the all the all the all, all the things that are the role that she played in saving the world. So it's kind of like they they force her into these type of moments, but then don't do the stuff on the back end to show that she should be in these type of moments, just from a character development standpoint. 
So with that being said, like you said, then take your name off the title. Yeah. Because you're going to put it's, it in the- it's, it's really felt, it's felt even more like an Ant-Man movie. Yeah. Ant-Man versus Kang. You know, didn't they pr- promote in the commercials? They were said uh, that they were Kang and Ant Man were working together. Like they made it seem like them two were going to be working together to do something. Probably so he can get years back with yeah. They was like, Casey or Cassie. We're gonna partner up. You're gonna help me do this thing. So then I'll give you some time back. But yeah, the fact that they then kind of tackled that like in the middle of the movie kind of not threw me off. But it was like, okay. Now I feel like we're gonna get some twist down the line because this seems like something that would come towards like the third act and you're already giving it to me in the second act so I'm curious to see how this movie is going to unfold after this but also uh, Catherine Newton was also on All My Children Gary Unmarried as a lead role, Mad Men Dog with a Blog Supernatural reoccurring role Halt and Catch Fire uh, Big Little Lies so she's been active. Let's say cracks because you keep saying these, and, and I haven't seen her in none of those. Even if I've seen those, some of those things. Exactly. Every time you keep naming titles, her in those movies starts to appear in my head. But I'm, I, but I how can why, I not think of it beforehand? I don't know why I can't even. I can't even picture her. She got such a. She just, she just don't stand out. Yeah, gotta, that's, that's why I was kind of saying they could just Emma Furman could stay. But <laughs> she, I, I understand. I ain't nobody tripping, but. Yeah, it would have been less money I would have had to shell out. Yeah, and people because people were upset by how she got recasted. <laughs> I mean, just say, life. That other girl probably just went to school and didn't have time to shoot a Marvel movie. Let me see what if she did anything after this. Emma Furman. Went to New York or something university. Now working at some uh, real estate company. Last, she, how old is she? She's 21. She's younger than Catherine Newton. Her last role was she was on an episode of Station Nineteen. An ep dang, you was an Endgame, and then you on and before an episode. that she was on Endgame. Yeah, she probably bragging. She was like, uh, "Come see such and such. She starred in Endgame." She'll be having one Comic Cons. <laughs> yeah, she could do that for the rest of her life because she was in the one of the highest grossing movies of all time. Yeah, yeah she did. can brag about that. Like I was in the highest one of the highest grossing movies of yeah. all time. If y'all don't up my salary to five figures. <laughs> Ooh, I'm not coming back. Oh, man. Anyways. All right, well, GPS. Well, now, uh, before we you know, uh, head on out of here, wanted to talk about the, 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 the special effects of the movie. That's one of the things people are, hi- people are highlighting when they are talking about their disdain for the movie. They're saying doesn't look good, doesn't live up to, like, even the storyboards that they had for the movie just didn't really paint the quantum realm in its uh, as interesting light as they could have went. So, Wanted to see, did you agree, or were you were you liking what they did with the special effects for this made-up world? Well, because of their talk, I was preparing for the worst. So when I didn't get the worst, I didn't think it looked that bad. Um, I, and plus, I was just, I was just, I was just in the movie. I was just watching it. I didn't, I didn't feel like I was delving deep into looking, looking in the background to see if it. I think yeah. looked realistic. Yeah, how people got that much time to do that? Because some of these reviews be up. Uh, like the the morning, I mean, of course, now at this point we have reviews before the movie comes out, so maybe those people got time to sit with sit with it, but you don't have time to see the movie a thousand times. Yeah. So like, are, do certain you, things stand out, like Scorpion King. If I watch Scorpion yeah. King, I'm like, this looks terrible. But this, it didn't really have nothing where I felt that way. If the only thing is, if you wanted to say Modoc, but that was supposed to look 
cr- kind of crazy. Yeah, that's yeah, that's why I'm like it. Just I feel like it really embraced the comic book, and it just went in that direction. So even with the the way the world looked, once you hear all this stuff about the the issues with the the FX people, well, of course, okay, of course, I don't expect it to look amazing, amazing now, but it doesn't look as horrible as y'all painted out to be. But it's also a world where it's. Uh, it's filled with a bunch of different organisms, different things, again, that are all made up. So maybe just because y'all saw James Gunn, no, not James Gunn, James Cameron yeah. spend 10,000 years creating this Avatar movie that looked like a video game. Now, maybe everything can't look as nice for the most part as that. These movies, they're on what? Movie 31. Yeah, y'all, y'all hear that they got these? They don't. They got all these different contractors taking ten days to do their movies. Maybe we should start giving them kudos for being able to shoot things out like this, and it still looked pretty good. Like, cause I thought it looked nice. Like, it yeah, wasn't it all look bad. Like, it wasn't all dark like y'all thought it was, and what? Like, it looked different. Like, it did with the the quantum realm. Or as we're starting to learn more about this place, like it it fit what the description was. Now, could have looked more just appealing to the eyes. I mean, yeah, of course, but. It didn't look bad. So, yeah. like you said, like it wasn't something that took me away from the movie when I'm watching it. Like maybe when I go back and watch it, I'll start paying attention to all these other things that maybe I didn't get to fully pay attention to. But off the first watch, yeah, I didn't even really notice nothing. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was what it is. I think if the what is it, The Shining, if that is quote unquote one of the best movies of all time, uh, one <laughs> of the scariest movies of all time. If that's how y'all look at that movie now, but when it came out, y'all hated it. Literally got awful reviews. It got a bunch of Razzies, <laughs> but now y'all tables have turned. Yeah. So I just I, I can't take certain stuff that y'all say about movies that aren't just like obviously on the nose bad. I can't just take those serious. Cause, I think they're just complaining more because they know about the issues with the VX, VXS. Oof. That VHS. Sleep, yeah, that, that sleepiness <laughs> just came abruptly Ooh. over me. <laughs> Couldn't say VFX artists yeah. uh, having issues and stuff. So now they want to. Now they know that they were trying to point out stuff that ain't even actually there. Where they will pile on like, oh yeah, they did say they was having issues. Like yeah, I could tell. Like, it yeah, was wild. I see why it looks like that, especially with the little scene in Thor Ragnarok where people thought the that little black boy looked terrible when he. Y'all don't air FaceTiming them. Y'all only notice that when y'all start doing the screen grabs uh, side by side when they edit it. Okay, obviously the edited one looks better than the other one, but and that's the same movie that had um, the cool scene where they were fighting uh, Gore and when the the Shadow Realm. I think that's what it's called. That was dope. Mm -hmm. Like I mean, the colorful uh, rainbows uh, (laughs) when they were, you know, whatever. uh, What's his name? Zeus. His little world, the yeah. world, the gods, wherever they was at, that was all c- c- CGI. But it looked fine to me. Mm-hmm. What do I know? I don't know. Trying nothing. to find something to complain about. Again, sorry, these movies can't take ten years to make. Yeah, like Mister Mister Underwater. Right, and his movies, plot wise, y'all can't say are head and shoulders above any of these other movies y'all could be complaining about. Yeah. But somehow these movies can still get nominated for like best picture. Don't and do not get me started. On Top Gun, which is the most overblown. Y'all gonna make me start hating on Tom Cruise, and I like Tom Cruise. I can't believe the way people were acting. About, <laughs> like, even directors and stuff. Like, y'all gotta chill. Like, I think that's serious. You saved cinema. Stop. You brought the movies back. <laughs> no. Like, they love 
this man. <laughs> I'm sitting there, I'm watching this like mission the last mission impossible, which is one of the best action movies that I've seen in the last 10, 20 years, is head and shoulders way better than Top Gun. Why are they saying they brought cinema back? It just went back to how it was right after Top Gun finished his theatrical run. And he didn't bring it back. <laughs> he just brought old white people back to the movies. Yeah. <laughs> and they was living their old glory days. That's all. <sighs> brought movies back. But y'all be, oh my gosh. In Top Gun, the villains had no names. Yeah. It was literally like, we're not even going to think about this part of the movie. <laughs> They're just going to be flying their planes. They're going to accidentally run into some people, and we're going to have to try to get away from them. And there's literally nothing else to it besides the same type of storyline we've seen before. Guy comes back and runs into and starts mentoring old friends, child. They don't have a good relationship, and then something happens where it gets better. They're going to make me say that movie with Jamie Foxx and Jessica Bill. Uh, stealth or whatever it's Woo! called. They're gonna make me say that's better. <laughs> yeah, y'all gonna, y'all gonna make me say some hurtful things. Like I'm not anticipating Mission Impossible, which is a lie. Like Tom Cruise is too old to be doing action movies, which he is, but still makes great ones. Y'all gonna make me say something crazy about Scientology and get this whole thing canceled. <laughs> I mean, that's why the mummy failed. <laughs> <laughs> they was trying to make a dark the monster verse or dark universe, See? as they're calling it. We could literally do a whole show just cr- that needs to be like a thirty for thirty type of thing, chronicling yeah. all the failed universes and how exactly they all failed. So you start with Marvel and all the great things that they did to be successful, and then mm-hmm. how all the copycats came behind and didn't try, <laughs> and it showed. <sighs> but all right, that well, is sad. Well, anything with uh, anything else with Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantum Mania that we need to touch on um, before this show gets to be two hours. Let's see how long we I think that's. I can't think of nothing. Especially right, well. the after credit scenes. Why can't I think of what the first one was? The, all the Kangs? Oh, yeah, that's right. The Council of the Kangs. Which was very comic, comic booky as well mm-hmm. because they was in a the same type of stadium or whatever that they were in in the comic book. So they kind of ripped that out the page, which I thought yeah. was cool, but yeah, looked sweet. looked funny as well. But I know them Kangs are going to look completely different oh, when yeah, we see them again. Yeah, they just had to hurry up and get that done. <laughs> Even them voices he was doing may be different. Yeah, I know. This. He was probably so thrown off. He was like, I don't, I feel uncomfortable I gotta doing this. Up, I got to make up these voices. Because yeah, some of them Kangs look goofy. Yeah. And I don't know. Some if of I them go- Kangs look like I had some sort of ethnicity to it <laughs> that he maybe shouldn't be <laughs> portraying. Yeah, it was it was just weird. You could tell it was like okay, let's the same way they did with Thanos. Like let's just get somebody in that costume and just throw them up there so that they know it's coming. Yeah. Same thing with these. Just throw reminiscent. We'll maybe take some of those designs. Maybe not because that was Immortus and I forget the other two kings' names, but or variants' names. The, the Rama, well, Rama, Rama Tut or whatever. Yeah. And then Centurion, or they said is like a form of him. But I, I mean, it's cool. I'm curious to see how it plays out. I have high hopes. I think they'll do a great job, but I think they're also going to show us something that we just don't see coming with this style of villain that we haven't seen before. So I also I'm would interested. like to see in Kang Dynasty, like Kang be the lead of the movie. Yeah, like how Thanos was in Infinity War. Yeah, where it, it's mostly him. And it better be if you got a thousand different Kang variants fighting, uh, and y'all don't even have a, a a a direction of what a team is going to be. That's why it really can be the Young Avengers as the lead. If you just want to make it about him, and so yeah, let them let the Young Avengers be the main heroes in Kang Dynasty fall, 
and then that leads to the adults or the the main heroes or the whatever stronger heroes battle it out through secret wars yeah. part one and two. Oh yeah before actually before we go I did want to uh ask did you think that this king king the conqueror con- uh, did I just say that was some sort of lisp or something I don't know what that was but that was I ain't say conqueror <laughs> but do you think he's actually dead at the end of this movie it depends cuz i at first cuz at first i didn't feel like he should be dead so that he should come back and then I was like, ah, maybe they'll just make one of these other Kangs the main Kang. But then I started thinking, this Kang, they may have him come back for revenge on them other Kangs for laughing and <laughs> all that at his death and stuff. So he could be back. But there's so many other Kangs that there may not be a need to even actually bring him back. I th- I hope. I'll say I hope he's not dead because I think... Even though, like you said, there's other Kangs and we can move forward with those other Kangs in some form or fashion, I think this Kang is more of the known one just from a massive standpoint. And okay. uh, <laughs> uh, we're back. Um, I don't recall. Oh, yeah, I was talking about the end of end of, uh, end of Ant-Man with Kang and that Kang, if he's coming back or not. Oh, yeah. Again, I think that he is going to come back or I hope that he comes back because I feel like just from an optic standpoint, it would make the most sense. He's the most normal looking one. He seems to be the most feared. He got exiled by a whole group of him. So you would think it would be a little bit harder. Uh, so hopefully he comes back. I was listening to theories about how since he got sucked into that nexus or whatever that thing, that he actually didn't die. He got shipped off to where he will somehow become the Beyonder because they think that that version, they're going to mat- take that character and make him like a Kang variant and him be the like the big villain in oh, yeah, actual yeah. secret wars and him have all these crazy powers. So it makes him even harder to stop. Or they're also saying that when he goes into that thing while he's there, he's somehow now playing with time and perception of things. And that's how he's able to trick Scott into thinking that he went back into this normal life of his. So a lot of different options, especially when you start playing with the whole multiverse and different timelines. But I say all that to say, hopefully he's not dead, because I think the best options that we have would have him uh, still being alive going forward. Yeah. I'm going to have a whole bunch of Kang Funko Pops, I suppose, yep. along mm-hmm. this way. <laughs> yep, if they come out with him for this Loki one, I may... Uh, I'm I'll, yeah, I'll probably get it. <laughs> <laughs> I go, yeah, I'll get them. <laughs> I don't want to have to get all of them. Like, I'm, I'm this close to getting the Drax one from for Guardians 3, just because I think He's going to be the one who dies. Oh, yeah. So I feel like I have that one. I think Rocket going to be going, too. See, I'm starting to notice a trend with these Marvel movies. Every person they get, try to push on you oh, to yeah, think yeah. that they're going to die. And they don't. Yeah, so I, Especially because James Gunn been saying uh, he's like the main character of yeah. this franchise, so he may want to have him a happy, happily ever after. So yeah, And Drax keeps saying, I'm definitely not coming back. I don't want to come back. And they're like, well, here, we'll kill you off. Yeah. Not, now there's no chance. Yeah. All right, well, we don't, we haven't came up or thought about a um, uh, a rating scale. And personally, I don't even like rating Marvel movies because if I say something like a 3 or 3.5 or something and you start to pair that with regular movies that are 3.5 or 3, the inner bias in me just will then have me go and want to go backwards and bump yeah. that movie up. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's too hard to score yeah. them. I score them in my little personal thing list. But that's only so at the end of the year when I rank my stuff, it'd be easier. Yeah, but uh, with them DC movies, I slap any title on that and 
let that low number just yeah. sit with it. Zero, <laughs> zero point one <laughs> out of ten. Yes, I can't. I can't wait to Shazam. Shazam. My uh, my 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 Superman cape might get to flapping for Creed three, so I might not be able to be truthfully honest with that one either. So we'll <laughs> see when maybe something like Scream comes out. Maybe yeah. I'll be able to just have no bias towards it. <laughs> Uh, all right well hopefully y'all didn't fall asleep listening to this but it would make sense because i mean uh, this is heavy eyes 